Welcome to the city of Miramar's Business Connect, where we connect your business to what's important. My name is Johnny Douglas, and I am the Business Development Coordinator for the city of Miramar, working with the Economic and Business Development Department. We have today, we're going to be celebrating Women on the Move as we celebrate week on this week of Women in Business. I have for you today three fabulous women that you are going to hear from as they as they talk about their journey, as they talk about the challenges, as they talk about balancing life as a woman in business. So we're going to so having said that, uh, in case you didn't know, I'd like to take you back through some of the history and journey of the women in America. First of all, um, I'd like to well before I do that, let me introduce my panel to you. I have, we have with us Tamika Beckham. Raise your hand there. And Tamika Beckham is the CEO of TV Media Group, uh, the Chief Storyteller. We also have with us today Lisa Perez. She is the CEO of HBO Resources and is your Human Resource Center Connection. We also have Carolina Terrell. Terrell, did I say that correct? Terrell, yes. Terrell, CEO of Alternative Branding and Web Design. Good morning, ladies. Morning. Good morning. Okay, how are you this early morning? Good. So as we so as we sip our coffees and everything, and we have this great conversation, let me take you some, give you some history here. Um, in August the 18th, 1920, well, first of all, passed they passed through Congress June 4th, 1919, and ratified on August 18th, 1920, the 19th Amendment and it granted women the rights to vote. Wow. In 1964, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act passes prohibiting sex discrimination and employment and equality employment opportunities commission is, is created. In 1965, the Supreme Court established that the right of married couples to use contraception can you believe that? <laughs> right? Crazy. <laughs> right? In 1968, President Lyndon B. Johnson signed an executive order prohibiting sex discrimination by government contractors and requiring affirmative action plans for hiring women. Wow, right? 1978, I won't tell us the time I was born, but that really was. <laughs> the Pregnancy Discrimination Act bans employment discrimination against pregnant women. And now, 1980, Paula um, Hawkins of Florida, a Republican, becomes the first woman to be elected to the U.S. Senate without following her husband or father in the job. Wow. wow. So women have made great strides in America. And we have you. We have you three wonderful ladies here today, as we discuss and have just an open conversation about women and how your place is since all of this has taken place. Where do you stand today? Um, one of the things I like to talk about today is first of all is first have you explain what you do. So we'll start with let's start with um, Carolina. Let's start. What what, do, um, what is your business about? I mean, explain to the to our listening audience audience what do you actually do. Hi everyone, my name is Carolina Torrell, and first of all, I am a woman, I am a mother, 
I am a wife. I also am a mother to um, a dog, which also needs caring and loving. And I am also a, a member of my community. I, I feel that, you know, most of all of, of being a woman, there's there's that sense of community that us women, um, I personally love to be part of, of communities in general. So that's me as a person. I'm also the CEO and um, co-owner and co-founder of Alternabit. Uh, we are a local, um, digital marketing firm here located in Miramar. So thank you for the city of Miramar for letting us um, be on board here. And we specialize in three streams of services. We specialize, first of all, in branding to getting your brand, your identity out there and, and well established. Second of all, we specialize in web design and development, anything from a small five page starter website all the way up to a full platform, um, many other things in the web area. And then we tie it all together with marketing, both traditional and digital. That's what I do for business. I own that firm and it's my passion to help small business community. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, now we'll move to Tamika at um, TV Media Group, the storyteller. Now, Explain to us what do you mean when you say storyteller? Explain what your business, what do you really do for business? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Johnny, and thanks for having me. Um, I am a journalist. So in that sense, you know, that's how I was introduced to the world of storytelling and connecting with your audience and sharing a story, informing your audience, educating and entertaining your audience. Now, since I got out of the journalism business, in local TV news in 2014, we've all seen the world evolve as far as how brands are able to connect with their audience and no longer need traditional media in the same sense, right? Because we all have these direct channels to connect directly with our audiences, whether that's social media, through our websites, through video or YouTube. There's a variety of channels where we can eliminate that traditional media um, source there to reach them. So that's essentially what I do instead of being a storyteller or journalist in the traditional media sense. Now I work with clients um, in a variety of industries to help them shape their story, tell their story, and connect with their audience using that story. And that's through a variety of content, whether that's Video content, we're very big on creating and producing videos, as well as social media content and other content writing, like blogging, content for email marketing, as well as copywriting and content for the website. So that is really what we do. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So I'm hoping I'm listening. I'm hoping that all of our listening audience are listening to what your businesses do and find out how you can fit into their scheme of plans and as they elevate their businesses and how you can help them as well. So now we turn to Lisa Perez of HBL Resources, your re human resource center and connection. How are you this morning? I'm good. So <laughs> glad to be here with you again. Uh, we had a lot of fun on the podcast, so I was thankful to be uh, invited back. <laughs> um, so yes, as you mentioned, I'm Lisa Perez. I'm a 30-year HR professional turned founder of HBL Resources nine years ago. It's my firm's nine years. And uh, as you can see from the logo, the Complete Manager Makeover is a subsidiary of that firm. It's the parent, uh, HBL is the parent company. And through the Complete Manager Makeover, 
Institute memberships and a training platform, I show business owners and individual managers HR compliance strategies, effective employee relations techniques, so that they can reduce liability, communicate confidently with their employees, and improve employee productivity and morale. And much like uh, Carolina, I am a wife, a mom, a grandma, and when I'm not HR diva, I'm a craft geek, and I am uh, thankful that uh, I've partnered with Alternabit for the last nine years to both of those websites. I hope you'll visit. Thank you guys so much for letting us know an insight peek of who you are and what you do. Now to get down to the reason why we're here, we're celebrating you. We're celebrating your accomplishments. We're celebrating you as you've um, mastered and went through your challenges of being a woman in what we still call today a man's world, which is the world of business, which has changed since you have stepped on board and the face of business community has changed rapidly. So having said that, I'm gonna talk to you guys as a mom and as a owner. Um, how does that work with the balancing? And I call it the balancing act. How do you balance family time and you balance um, your work ethics and your work ethics and you're building your business and your clientele and keep that all in check and find yourself successful at both? How, how do you do that? Uh, anyone can, <laughs> no specific person. <laughs> I'll jump. I'll jump in for a moment. Um, I have. A, I had it much easier than I think uh, some of the women of today balancing everything with COVID and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, not only working from home but children at home, uh, you know, from school as well. But you know, I'm I'm, I'm preparing for a, a topic conversation on Friday, and uh, it's all about the big rocks to me. It's it's about knowing that we have, as women, whether we're mothers or not, you know, like Tamika, you know, whether you're. Um, you've got different roles to play. You're you're a mom or a creator, or an entrepreneur. You're a volunteer or whatever those roles you play in the the life priorities that you have. It's all about putting the big rocks in first for each of those things. So, what are the biggest initiatives at at home for the family? What are the biggest initiatives and the most important mission at work? It's it's making time for those big things first, and then hopefully all the little things can kind of fill in around those but for me the the balancing act and it wasn't always done perfectly uh, there was a season of my life that i i focused so much on work because i had to create a name for myself i had to create that financial stability that my family depended on me for and so the other big rocks kind of became small rocks and so a few things suffered and in hindsight now i know focus on the big rocks i can still take the kids to the park and still do the project at, at work. I don't have to give my entire life to the job uh, and, and let anything else in, in that life priority wheel um, kind of suffer. So more about that if, you know, your listeners want okay. to <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was very important because a lot of women who are just starting their business, and you know the first five years of your business is all about the business. It's all about making your key connections. It's all about getting your branding and your webbing correct. It's all about doing all those things. And it takes time. It requires time to do that. So that's a very interesting thing you said there about the balance and trying to get that well done because 100% of your time is business. You're thinking about it when you go when you wake up. You're thinking about it when you go to bed at night. So it's kind of hard to kind of like um, become a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in your house and your mindset. You know when your kids need you to do the help with their homework, but you got this big project on your mind here. You know you're thinking about okay the project is here. Okay, but I have to give this 100% of my attention right now. 
So yeah, it's kind of, I would be kind of hard. I remember when my wife was um, getting her master's degree and um, I had the choice of working different shifts. So I was able to um, step in and be the daytime dad mom and, and then work at night and she was the nighttime mom. <laughs> so, so we just played hands like that so she could get her degree and then I could help out with the kids as well. Um, do you have guys have that or find that kind of help, um, what we call community help or your family help um, helpful to you as you're building your business? Absolutely. You have that? <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely say that I do as we speak my mom is actually here from New Jersey and um, she's been since COVID happened she's actually found the time it seems to be here almost every month um, which is honestly I wouldn't be able to do it all without her and you know for me, you know, I'm I'm not a mom, I'm not a wife, but I am. I do still juggle a lot of hats. As far as like everyone mentioned, your business is an extension of you, and especially in those early years, you can end up giving everything and spending all of your time on that, and that could mean your health falls to the side, your eating falls to the side, just the things you do to take care of yourself, or maybe for someone like me, it's like. Hey, prioritizing dating or having going to social events or virtual yeah. social events now and making time for those things instead of just being in a hole working on my business. I'm also a homeowner and there's always something coming up with that and responsibilities there. So definitely having, I don't, you know, no matter who it is, it could be a parent, a neighbor. I mean, I even have great neighbors who, when I've had things happen at the house, who have a key to my house and can step in, just having that community, whoever they are, step in because, you know, no one can do everything alone. Right. Okay. Great. Yeah. I'm going to second that. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm a mom. I'm a mom of two. I have a five year old and a nine year old girl. Oh, the little one's a boy, the, the older one's a girl, but I'm going to take it a step further back before that. So my business, my marriage and my kids happen all at the same time. Wow. So I didn't even know what was that not having kids before having a business. So it all happened all together. And it was um, pretty much of a very short learning curve. It was jump on it and start going and run and don't look back and <laughs> keep going. And, and you know, um, it's it it's definitely a fun journey. I do think that in, in some ways, we women of today have it much easier than the women of 1940, 1960, um, there was less privileges as a woman. There was less, um, you know, everything was, was a little bit more complicated. Now we have technology. Now we have, you know, childcare. Now we have all these other things. We have an iPad. Hey, take an iPad. <laughs> I'm on a phone call here. Right. Take an iPad, right? But um, definitely meshing all those things, you know, like putting them in in in, in perspective of, of what one an example of what a full day of of my, of my life looks like. Mm -hmm. It's really a balancing act. It's really, you know, here's these 10 minutes. What am I going to do in these 10 minutes 
that has to do with my kids. Okay, I'm going to pack some lunch boxes. Go fast. And then I've got 20 minutes to get dressed and have, you know, a phone call with somebody or a Zoom meeting, you know. Go put some makeup on, brush, get in front of the camera. And of course, there's long nights and, and a lot of sleepless nights and, and early mornings. I'm not a morning person, but hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, and of course, a lot of this is, is I wouldn't be able to do it without the help of my husband. He is my business partner, but he also, yeah, big, big, you know, kudos to him. Um, but I, it's we are a tag team, right? We we keep it, you know. He, here's your your workload for today. Here's my workload for today, and it involves kids. It involves. I need you to review these three websites. I need you to be on this phone call with me. And you know what? When you when we're done with the kids for the day, and it's like ten thirty, and hopefully they're asleep by that. Let's sit down together for 15 minutes and see if we can watch like 20 minutes of a movie and then <laughs> not right, that. Right. So that, I mean, it's fun. It's a little bit um, challenging um, at the same time, but I wouldn't change it for a thing. You know, that's, that's I've had my business for 10 years. Um, I get to, you know, plan my day as, as I go in my week and my month, right? Planning is huge. There's no way to do this without planning and having all these tools to do that, right? Because technology plays a real important role in the balancing act, right? So we've got Google uh, calendars or whoever, you know, like other people use other tools, but I wouldn't be able to do it without that. You know, everything goes on my planner. If it's not there, it's like, out of sight, out of mind. So um, it's really, you know, it is what it is. I, I think that we we do here at Alternative, um, and especially on my on a personal level with my team, with my partner. I think that we do have um, a really good flow. Um, not perfect. There's no perfect. We're not perfect. We're human, right? So, and then there's some fine lines that we don't want to cross. For example, um, if our clients are making us do things that we don't feel that are ethically correct, you, you touched on something about, you know, like ethics. And so there are some fine lines that we don't want to cross. We've established them over the past few years. Um, so, you know, you just keep going that there's no there's no looking back. There's no of course there's looking back. You know, you, you want right, to right. you want to look back and, and, and see you the progress that you've made, your achievements, your losses, right? As well. But um I wouldn't change it for a thing. Wow. It's all good. So so what I'm hearing from all three of you guys is that a support system is really a, a great tool to have in your belt. Uh, it also, it, you know, I find most women who are very successful do have a supporting um, group with them. They have, it's especially good when you have um, a significant other, your husband, um, who supports and celebrates your, your achievements with you as well. Um, they're not intimidated. They're not, they don't feel that, that you're uh, taking on their role. They're supportive in that. And I think that is very, very important when you are already facing what we call a man's world and, and being in contempt and being in competition with that to not have that competition at home is also a relief as well. Would you say that? Um, you know, it's funny. I think we, we talked about this when we, we podcasted together on, I think it was a business woman's day for a uh, black history mm -hmm. month. And, you know, this conversation, this balancing act conversation, this man's world conversation, it's funny that it doesn't come up when men are on a panel. 
Right. And I think that that's that's where we still have work to do. Right. That's where we still have to kind of start to say, okay, what are the newer issues uh, surrounding this? Why don't the men have the same balancing act? Or and I do see it shifting. I mean, much like Carolina mentioned, her and her husband they partner in this thing, right? But the conversation of balancing doesn't come up for men. It is a typically and historically uh, woman-owned issue. And so that's some of that paradigm shift that still has so much work to do. Put all the laws on there you can, 1964, 1964, right, right. all of that. It's not until the culture starts to actually enforce those laws that we really will start to see some shifts. So, um, just absolutely kind of have that you know conversation as well right? absolutely because yeah. i find i find it that um when you do talk about because there are single dads mm-hmm. who have to do that oh, they, have to, they have to do that with their own lives they they, they understand the concept of of a balancing act and, and especially when the world views that as differently as it views a single woman so it's still kind of like there's a division there um, I'm 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 happy that one of our um our celebrities that is no longer with us, James Brown, celebrated women when he says this is a man's world. That's right. It wouldn't be nothing without a woman or boy, without That's a woman right. or girl. You? You know? So <laughs> yeah. so you know so when we so when we look at this, although we have that, although we do have single dads who do that who have that balancing act, and some of them get it right, some of them struggle with it. There's still a division there. It's still saying the society is still looking at don't pay more attention to that than they do with women, you know. And so even when James Brown made his celebration to you, it kind of put it out there as far as women when they go to the boardroom or when you are when you are a director or or of a company and you bring your thoughts and your opinions to the boardroom. Absolutely. Um, Are you. Are you challenged on that because you're a woman or are you ignored or are you put in the background and, and your thoughts are not really viewed to the forefront as good as they may be? Or there's a position and you're passed over because, you know, it's it's not culture for you to do that. And that's in that. Matter. So how do we how has that has that changed a little bit in, in the in the workforce? With women, have that changed a little, or are we still? Those are still challenges and barriers for you. Ooh, that's a loaded question. Yeah, All right. <laughs> I think I set myself up for that. That's a loaded question to go, but I, I will digress. I will, you know, let Carolina or Tamika. Uh, no, you go first. <laughs> that's all you, Lisa. All right, I got, I got my shield on. I'm all ready. Go ahead. Tamika, what, what do you think? Um, that's a good question because, you know, I, I am a millennial and I think I see it a little bit differently as having been an employee versus now having my own business and calling the shots. Um, I probably was not always the most politically correct in the workplace. So I never really shied away, but that is also partly because I was coming from an environment being news and journalism where diverse opinions um, are important. So um, after going from that to more of a corporate setting, that was a challenge for me and actually seeing 
where and, and kind of learning the culture of when you could speak up and when you could not. I mean, I definitely think um, there's much more work to do now being where I am as far as being a woman owned minority owned business. Um, I just, you know, if I'm meeting with someone and a lot of times those meetings are with men, I set expectations from the beginning mm. and just as far as, you know, what I expect, what they can expect from me, if there's conversations around pricing and I'm just, I try to be who I am. This is what it is. Take it or leave it. <laughs> and, you know, j just because I think if you set that expectation up front, you teach people how to treat you. And mm -hmm. hey, the beautiful thing about having your own business is that you can choose to walk away from something that's not a right fit or with walk away yes. from a potential client. Um, who is not respecting you or your ideas the way that you want. Um, so I like that empowering feeling. And I feel like, hey, if you, <laughs> you're always going to encounter something that doesn't, and Lisa, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> or should say this, and that doesn't feel right in the workplace. I just feel like that's inevitable. Um, so I feel like the way to really take your power back is if you are calling the shots and have your own business. Okay. All right. I know you're pitching, Lisa. I know you are. <laughs> just just you. Um, you know, much to Tamika's point, you know, that there is a difference. There's clearly a difference between, you know, being an employee and, and having to report to someone else who's usually a man and sometimes a woman uh, than owning your own business and, as Tamika put it, calling the shots. So it's clearly there, you know. And I think having been in that corporate setting for 20 years in hospitality in the 90s, it was clearly a man's world. Mm -hmm. I remember mostly being the HR director at the Fountain Blue, and it was an all male, with the exception of one other female, on the executive committee of seven mm -hmm. positions. And, you know, I'm not standing, but I'm pretty <laughs> tiny, <laughs> right? Um, I too am of mixed descent, mixed race, and, um, and, and a woman, right? So it really was about, for me, at the end of it, navigating that political arena, which you do find in corporate America, mm -hmm. male or female, doesn't marry, there's, there's always, doesn't matter, there's always politics, finding out the right balance of that politics, but doing a few key things such as believing in yourself, right? I had, <laughs> after however many years I was in my HR career, finally achieved this iconic hotel, because in hospitality, the Fountain Blue is the one you want to work for, right? It, it's the silver star. And I got that job on my own merit, with my own resume and, and what have you. And so I think sometimes we as women forget that value, that knowledge, those experiences that we bring to the table that got us as far as we've gotten. And we get into the corporate, setting, we go into the boardroom or the, the executive meeting and, and we start to just kind of do this recoil thing because there's all these powerful men in there. Well, ladies, look at your bio, look at your resume, look at your accomplishments and sit up straight, exude that confidence, know your value, but even more so believe in your value and your experiences and what you bring to the table. Um, wow. Because that is how you <clears throat> find your seat, keep your seat, and maybe even shove over the guy right next to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what worked for me. Wow. 
And that's what I encourage women to do when they are facing those situations. Wow. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Caroline, I know you're sitting there like, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I've had some experiences too with um, being in that um, power game, mm -hmm. so to say. Um, I too came from a little bit of a less corporate background. I, I, I spent my early um, years as a um, art director and creative director working in an agency environment. And even though it's kind of like a loose, fun environment, there's a lot of steps and, and barriers to, to, you know, to overcome if you want to grow up in the, you know, you want to grow up, right? You want to be the chief and you want to have your own team. There's a lot of, of you know, steps to, to, you know, to, to climb, right? So um, in the, in that, in that order of ideas, after being in that, um, in that career position and being an employee, I learned that I wasn't going to be heard. Right. As my ideas were always kind of shoved under the table because I wasn't able to um, I didn't have good speaking skills. I didn't have like, so then I, you know, I did some self, um, improvement and, you know, I, I did some Toastmasters and I improved my speaking skills and I'm still camera shy. So don't, you know, I think I am. So those are things that, that you know, you, you're, we as women don't realize and we keep those things like kind of like uh, holding us down right but um so after that i then um did my own business came out of that little shell that i was i, I felt like i was in a little box kept like <laughs> my, my like hidden away so then I, I i i came to the adults table right you know in my early 30s um and i experienced a lot of competition and a lot of, of power games and different scenarios, either um, either being at a business meeting and pitching my 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 idea with my with my um, proposal, right, and being able to pitch that and having people follow you on what you want to do and what you think as a professional, right, you envision for their business. Sometimes I I would I would. Um, get those proposals approved right away and I would be able to to you know get the, the deals done. Sometimes if it was a man, I would be questioned way too many times. So it was very difficult, especially after I had my first child. Mm -hmm. um, there there have been times it's people are not going to tell you in your face, right? Do you have time to work for my for my project, right? right. But he, right. there are times where I have felt that I haven't gotten an approval or um, gotten that bid, right? Because I was doing some bids back in 2014, maybe because there was too much personal knowledge about what my life looked like. I was very um, open on social media and, you know, uh, showing people how I spent time with my kids and my family and my dog and this and that, but that I was showing too much of a lifestyle instead of showing more of the business person I was. So I shift, I learned quickly to shift that message around about who I was and why people should, should work with me. And it improved. 
it improved and I, I, I still struggle a little bit about um, um, these power games and believe it or not, there have been power games with women as well because mm -hmm. right because we women are very competitive we're competitive sometimes in the very wrong ways right instead of instead of empowering each other instead of helping each other sometimes we're too worked up on who's going to be the first one to get to the finish line and who's going to you know like it's not about that i'm always about the teamwork I'll, i if i have to if i'm tasked to do something i'm always looking for somebody to you know to hold hands with and 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 take me to that or take that person with me um that's just who i am it's me it's a me issue <laughs> um it's not everybody else's that way um and that's why i have found sometimes also working with other powerful women that if you don't establish that relationship from the very beginning and you don't um come across as as somebody who's just really honest and and transparent then there could be some friction along the way so um that's just you know my two senses on on working with with you know, and also sitting in, in board meetings. I've been the marketing chair for three different organizations and, and huge events that have gone on for years and years. Um, DITAS was one, there was another one in Democracy of the Americas, there was one for AARP that I sat as a marketing chair. And believe it or not, 80% of the of the board were women. So it was a lot of, of power game but at the end of the day i learned so much i learned so much and there's two women in my life that have influenced me very much and one is right there there's lisa <laughs> and um there's a lot to learn from from other people that are on the same you know level as you and the same this they want the same us three right here we want the same we want to be successful we want to make things happen we want to you know get the word out and we want to keep doing what we do because that's what we love. We want to do our business, right? So that's. I wanted to, I wanted to jump in on something, you know, you shared um, because, you know, I know you for nine years now, you know, we've networked together, we've worked together and, and, and that's Johnny, why, why this conversation is so important because Carolina changed how she, you know, shared content, right? she she she's a mom she's a wife she loves the great outdoors and all of those things are the lifestyle i'd much rather do business with someone i know what their whole person is not just the business side but she was she was being blocked right i'm sure if a man was out there yeah. posting his kids and uh, on a backpack trail or climbing a mountain of everest or what have you it would be seen so differently Right. Therein lies at the foundation of all of this. Um, why I think, uh, you know, National Business Women Week is so important so that these conversations can be had and we can say, why is that? Why does the world view, male or female, the fact that I'm a home, you know, a, a mom, a wife, an outdoorist, whatever it is that that part of my persona is, why is that a bad thing and you don't want to do business with me because of it? Do you not think? I hold my business as, as as key and as important just because I don't share it on social media. Mm. Who cares? That's that's, right, right. That's, that's the meat of this conversation. Right. Exactly. I totally I totally agree with that. You guys um, touched on a, a lot of great um, points in there. One of them is that 
some um, some of the intimidation that comes around is not strictly based on the male. It's also on female because to me, I think there's a difference between confidence and intimidation. And, and I think if you and I think if you can work with somebody who's confident, then that confidence will rub off on you, and then it could spur you to be. Um, great as well. Absolutely. I, I used to do a conversation a couple of years back. It wasn't very popular um, that said women are the reason of the glass ceiling, not men. <laughs> because of that crazy dynamic that's out there that says, well, get out of my way, get out of my way. Well, no, why don't we just grab hands and come up this ladder together? Exactly. And that, that's so often not found. And I'm fortunate to have found, you know, some networks where that's not the case. These two ladies, I have a high degree of respect for them and their businesses. And um, surround yourself with people in that same mindset. Um, mm -hmm. And 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 if if the women out there are those women, you know, that are those ones that are afraid of that competition, mm -hmm. stand in your truth, stand in your value, stand in what you uniquely bring to the table. Grab hands with other women because you're going to get to the finish line a whole lot faster if you do it together. So. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I've seen a lot of that. I've lost friends along the way, you know, over years. Um, and, you know, whether it's because of personal reasons or that feeling of personal competition or that feeling of competition in business or, you know, especially with this social media culture where people are constantly looking and comparing and this person appears or seems to be doing this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's it's just an unfortunate. And, you know, I would agree with Lisa. I feel like I've been so fortunate to find a community of women. Even it's funny, I think about a few of the friends that I've had and we've gone through some periods in um, our friendship where we've lost touch and we actually were able, one of my good friends were able to come back and have a conversation and, and just said, you know, she said, hey, I was I was feeling insecure. I was feeling intimidated um, because I know that I can have that personality of being strong and being confident. But mm -hmm. like, I really love the women in my life. And then we were able to come back together, and kind of mend that relationship. But also in business, most of my team are all women and like I love them I support them so much like I've created a slack channel where I'm like hey everybody drop in your good news every week like what are you working on find let's find ways to support each other whether that's on social or if there's other clients we can share with each other like I'm all about trying to create that community now of course I would work with men as well <laughs> but I, any opportunity that I do have to support other women because I think it should be us to support each other, make sure we're paying each other fair wages and, and those things. Um, you know, we have to count on kind of each other to do that and continue to elevate ourselves together. Well, one of the things that I've noticed lately is it's a lot of community building through social media, especially on Facebook, um, because of the tools of, of creating those groups, the membership programs and and all of these things, one of the things that that really is is standing out um, and I'm not even a part of, I see it from the outside and it's a little bit too much for me, me personally, is there's a whole network of soul entrepreneurs. Some of them are very casual entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Most of them are um, women. They're all women. They're in the industries that I'm going to mention. They they um, in bakery. They okay. 
gals that bake cakes, photographers, designers, makeup artists, um, yoga teachers, all these, they're, most of them, I would say 90% of them, I've been doing the research of observing and, and peeking in here and there. They're all um, millennials. I do believe that the millennial, the generations that are behind us are doing a much better job. Okay. Lisa, correct me if I'm wrong and, and Tamika, but um, I think that they're doing a much better job of building that sense of community and, and sisterhoods and uh, brotherhoods and, and, uh, and pushing each other you know, through. So I see that happening and these connections are happening every single minute, every single second on social media and the community, the, the, the generations, like maybe me, I don't feel that old, but anyway, <laughs> um, we're, we're kind of like borderline, like 50% there, but then 50% right on the top. So I'm, I'm in the middle of, of trying to do that, but also trying to stand my ground on doing the traditional business, which is the face to face, the, the web, the digital. So there's a lot of mix going on right now on how to do business as a woman. So what do you guys think? <laughs> and, you, and, you know, and, you know, I think one of the things is now because you mentioned it and you hit it on the nail on the head, technology. Um, technology has evolved to the point to where now those businesses that you speak of have a voice now. Yeah. They, they have a voice. Um, I remember growing up in my teenage years and going to college. My plan for my life and my parents were go to college, get a good, get a degree, get a good job and retire. Um, today, that's not it. It's not the case. The case is, yes, go to college, go to, go to a four year college, get a degree, but then create your own space. Um, don't you don't work for your own stuff. Have your own business, start your own company, do your own branding. In other words, uh, we're, we're getting away from the, the from the point of just working one place for 40, 50 years and retire and go along and live with your life. Yeah. There's there's jobs now where people don't stay on jobs more than maybe eight years or so, get knowledge and then going and they're starting to, what? Yeah, two, okay. And they move on. More than two ever. Right. And, and, so I'm, and so technology today has offered great, great, uh, it's a great, great tool for any business these days to really, really make an impact in what they do. And I think through the social media, we can find out and see all of the, uh, not so much the challenges that women business are doing, but the accomplishments that they're yes. That, I mean, so we're celebrating you as far as not so much all your challenges and all the barriers, but the accomplishments that women have done throughout the years. Um, you, you guys are, um, you're going out there in your businesses, for example, human resources. Um, what business don't need a good human resource? And so that accomplishment, that, that um, value that you add to the business world is awesome. What business until and TV media? I didn't know anything about storytelling, about how it's important for a business to tell their story, to have people relate to you, to have people want to be your friend and, and, and then to shop and buy products from you because they know you on a personal level or to, to make sure that my branding is correct. The, the women like you and your businesses are making a huge impact and the shifting of how our community looks at women in business. 
And so I celebrate that. So do you guys see any accomplishments or you, um, what you guys have done and contribute? Oh, gosh, yes. You know, I, I, I am so blessed, Johnny. I mean, we've had this conversation. I am so blessed. You know, I still some days, um, you know, look in the mirror and say, wow, you're that little girl from Brooklyn, New York, you know, who got into street fights and, and avoided the streets where the drugs were at and, you know, all of that kind of thing, right? And so to, to, to know that, and, and it comes from my parents, you know, my mom sold Sarah Coventry jewelry. And, you know, I had forgotten that, right? Because she was a legal secretary by vocation. And I remember that mostly because that's why I got into it as a young girl out of high school. Um, but she sold Sarah Coventry um, jewelry. And I think there were a few Tupperware parties going on. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, Brownie Wise was the kind of inventor, right, of the at-home party concept for Tupperware. Right? right? Until this woman took this model and said, hey, we can do these parties at home, get the gals together or whatever it was she said, and take it away from the storefront. And the, the party plan marketing system was created. And now we see that with Avon and Mary right. Kay and, and all these other, you know, Amway even, you know, I dabbled in that in my entrepreneur journey, right? And and that was a woman, right? And and then, you know, the owner got a little intimidated and right. booted her, but whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about um, and and those that's a game changer in business and and that's why I'm so passionate about what I do because small business every business much to your point needs good human resources there are laws to comply with there is a way to treat your people um, and that's why I intend to make the next game changer for corporate training for managers right we 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 make a great widget so promote them to a manager no we've got to train them first. And that's, that's the shift I'm hoping to make in the workforce. I've seen this statistic of, you know, I leave my job because of my bad manager. I want to change that statistic. I've been watching it for over 30 years, and it's not shifted. And I'm, I want to be the brownie wise of management training. <laughs> You're almost there, Lisa. I'm rooting for you. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, women can be very powerful. Exactly, exactly. And so, and so I, well, I think our time is up. I would love to keep talking to you guys because the conversation, I think the conversation is well needed. And you, and it's also important that women in business know how valuable you are and how important you are to our business community and how we celebrate you. Not just, like I said before, not just the challenges you're going through, because quite as, quite as it's kept, all businesses go through challenges. Yeah. Um, they, although they may be different in different levels, but there are challenges in all businesses. But what we want to celebrate today is the success of women in business. And you guys are shining stars. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your time and sharing your knowledge and selling your skills. Um, anybody in our listening audience who want to get in contact with these ladies, um, we're going to have it on the website. When we post it, it's going to be on this um, um, podcast that you can get their information. Please contact these women. Uh, they're great mentors as well for you. They can walk you through some of the processes and some of the challenges that you're going through and see your success with you. So don't be afraid to reach out. And like Tamika says, pull up each other by our hands and walk together and yeah. do this together. And guess what? We'll have a strong society of women on business and women in business who are making a difference. Thank you guys so much for being Thank here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been super.
All right. <laughs> this is Johnny. This is Johnny Douglas signing off. City of Miramar. Uh, Business Connect. Stay connected. <laughs>